welcome to Her Natural Potential Podcast. This is the place where we help driven women get healthier, wealthier, and stronger. I'm your host, Nikki Quark, a registered holistic nutritionist and transformation coach, and I'm going to show you how to level up your nutrition, health, and mindset so you can start living life at your full potential. Today, we're going to be talking about gut health. And as you know, right, like our gut and our gut health and how our digestive system is functioning and how our intestinal system is functioning is such a key foundational part of our overall health. And so that's where today too, I really wanted to dive into how we can really kind of restore our gut health and attack all aspects of it in a sense, because oftentimes, right? Like I've said this many times before, but it's like a lot of times people will be like, oh, I have poor gut health, right? Because I'm struggling with like IBS, bloating, something like that. And then they're like, okay, well, I got to take a probiotic. And they think that that's like the only step or they think that's the only solution. Um, And then they take this probiotic or something or the supplement, um, and they don't still then address the root cause and they don't get relief and they're still struggling with poor gut health. So today we're going to dive into, they call it the, like the four R's of restoring your gut health and stuff. And it's kind of four kind of steps that you can take if you're struggling with poor gut health, right? This is kind of the step-by-step mm-hmm. kind of process that you can walk through yourself or that we walk our clients through, um, through Nixon Nutrition and our programs. But this is where we can really really kind of actually reset and restore the gut and how things are functioning, right? There's several different factors usually at play. That's what we're going to be diving into today. So as we all know, right, like health starts in the gut. Food is literally going to be the building blocks for your entire body, right? All of those foods are going to be broken down into those nutrients. They're going to be digested and broken down and absorbed and then utilized by every cell in our body. And so how our digestion is functioning is really, really important. And also, of course, too, how our intestinal lining is, right? And that absorption is really, really important to pay attention to. And like, if you think about it, right? Like our gut is where our outside world, environment, foods, all of these things actually meets our internal environment. So that's again, where our gut health and our gut lining is super, super important because there is, it's supposed to be this, this barrier in a sense, right? Our intestinal lining has, is supposed to be semi permeable where it's like allowing to have, bring in certain nutrients and certain foods, but of course, keep certain things out, right? That are going to be more inflammatory, that are, can be toxins. And so again, really protecting your internal environment from that external environment. And so this is where, right? Like if there's damage or irritation or inflammation to the lining of our gut, it can let it can not properly absorb the good things we want. And it can also let the bad things in, which we don't want to be absorbing in, right? So again, the health of your gut is going to influence its ability to absorb nutrients and also keep toxins out, right? So really, really important. And so when it comes to actually rebalancing and restoring the gut, right? Like there are kind of those four R's that I mentioned. And there, of course, is like several other things at play, but this is kind of like the key kind of foundational steps that somebody wants to kind of take when it comes to really giving the body and the gut that ability to reset. So first, of course, we want to remove stressors off the gut, right? We want 
want to kind of reduce any of those inflammatory foods. And we'll dive into this in a little bit, but Again, we really want to remove any stressors off the gut. So we're not adding things um, onto, onto our plate and giving it that opportunity, right? To actually rebalance and restore, right? If you're having issues and you're including all of these foods that are great for kind of repairing your gut and rebalancing your gut microbiome, but then of course, too, you're still exasperating the issues by having a lot of these really kind of inflammatory, irritating foods. It's going to be really hard to actually kind of get your gut to like reset, right? It's going to feel like a bit of an uphill battle. Now, once of course, too, we remove certain stressors. Um, I always say too, like, and that applies to so many aspects when it comes to nutrition. Like if there are certain foods that you ever have to eliminate, right? For some reason to give the body a break, to reduce stress off the body, right? We always want to replace them. And it's this is where a lot of times people will get so hyper-focused on all of these restrictions. And then they're like, well, what can I eat, right? And they feel super restrictive. But if you've been struggling with poor gut health for a prolonged period of time, or you have food sensitivities or intolerances, or right, there's certain foods that you're just having really hard time like digesting, probably best to eliminate those for a period of time. But you can do food like elimination diets or remove foods or exclude certain foods out of your diet without it actually being a stress. And this is again where like people need to focus on like the mindset part of things, right? Like if there is a solution to your issues, right? And there is certain things that are causing stress in your life. So many times people are like, oh, well, I just want to like still include these foods and I don't want to be restrictive or I don't want to feel restrictive. But like there are going to be certain things that are going to be kind of going to make the journey and the process of transformation and the, the, your ability to get the changes you want as efficiently as possible. It's going to make things a lot difficult. So again, there's going to be certain recommendations sometimes to remove things. But that being said, working on your mindset, working on your relationship with food, working on your, even just like how your perception of certain things has a massive, massive difference, right? And that's the piece that a lot of people miss. So in terms of this, remove the stressors off the gut part, right? There are going to be certain foods like alcohol, right? We know that alcohol could kind of put stress on the body, right? It can be inflammatory. Um, of course, too, with certain food additives, preservatives, sulfites, those types of things. If you're dealing with a lot of damage in the gut, and then this is where it can just continue to add that like irritation and stuff. And so again, you just want to get better and feel better as quickly as possible. And then of course, too, like certain um, food sensitivities if you have or food intolerances. Now, of course, you know, like most people, like dairy is common, gluten is common. The big reason is because like the protein molecules are very like large and difficult to digest. So if you do have difficulty digesting certain foods or you have damage to your gut lining, then these foods can just, again, create more issues and more irritation. So again, spending some time to remove those, not saying you're never going to have those foods again, but again, for a period of time in this process, sometimes it's best to eliminate certain foods just so you can start feeling better as quickly as possible. Who doesn't want that? Now, again, on the topic of mindset, right? If we're removing these foods, we always want to replace them. Right. We want to focus on the foods that we can have that are nourishing and not just be like, Hey, well, here's this list of foods I can't have because I just did a food sensitivity test or I have all these allergies. It's like, okay, whatever. Got those foods. Now let's focus on the foods that you can have and the foods that are supportive of your body. And like this simple, very simple switch 
can make a massive difference to somebody's perception of how like restricted they feel. And so that being said too, like your mindset, your relationship with food, right? Diving into things. And of course, too, like your perception of the whole thing and where you're pouring your focus and your energy can make a massive difference. So you can start again, feeling better as soon as possible because that's the ultimate goal. So remove. And then if we remove any foods, we always want to replace them, right? Really thinking about the foods that, so you removed a lot of the stressors off the gut. Now, what are foods that are going to help support the gut? What are foods that are going to kind of help like really nourish your body too? And so this is where specifically for the process of your gut, like you do really want to focus on a lot of those kind of like anti-inflammatory omega-3 fatty acids, right? So this can be found in like like wild-caught, like oily fish, right? So salmon, mackerel herring, trout even, and even certain foods like even like flaxseed oil is really great. And that can just like those anti-inflammatory foods um, are also going to be very, very helpful too, right? So you can even do very simple things like adding turmeric, right? Of course, adding black pepper and fat with that for maximum absorption. <laughs> but then of course, do like rosemary can be an anti-inflammatory food, garlic as well. Even including like high fiber foods can be super helpful. So this is again, where like you do really want to make sure you are having enough fiber and you are having a lot of those anti-inflammatory foods. And then of course, um, even extra virgin olive oil can be really helpful as well. And then those anti-inflammatory like herbs and spices. So you can add a lot of flavor, but again, intentionally with like where you can really optimize. And this is the cool part about nutrition guys. Like there is so much that you can do with once you kind of look at food as nutrients, right? It's not just calories. It's not even just macros. It's like looking at certain things too and being like, perfect. Like my body is either deficient in this or it's struggling in this. How can I use specific foods intentionally to help provide my body with these specific nutrients for a specific purpose. And so that's the really cool part about nutrition because it's like, there's so many different things. Like you have like issues with inflammation. Amazing. Add and anti-inflammatory types of foods are foods that are going to help with that. You're having issues with detox. Awesome. Here are certain foods that nutrients that can help support all of those biochemical processes. If you're even dealing with like high cholesterol, right? Certain foods that can really help support your cholesterol levels. And so even in terms of like body composition of weight loss, there are specific foods and you can get really kind of strategic and intentional about things. And so again, in the topic of like, okay, there's certain foods we want to replace or we want to remove. How do we replace them? And then really getting excited about all the opportunity you have here to really kind of help support your body through this and really providing it that what it needs um, in terms of your nutrition. And so Again, if you remove things, always replace them, right? If you're removing not so beneficial foods, replace them with more beneficial and supporting foods. Now, number three, right? The third R of restoring our gut health is going to be to re-inoculate. So this is where the probiotics come in. And you don't necessarily have to take a probiotic supplement. It's going to probably be the easiest, um, but you can include fermented foods, right? So you, even getting like fermented vegetables, which are going to be like sauerkraut 
and even like kimchi. Um, if you get pickles as well, like you can get naturally fermented pickles. You just got to read the labels. So making sure they are naturally fermented, they have those live bacterial cultures, they're not pasteurized, and they're also not full of different preservatives and sulfates and stuff. So read the labels if you are wanting to include fermented food specifically. Um, you can also get a lot of fermented soy products. So if somebody is including soy products, and they're wanting to include something, then I do recommend using fermented soy products. So miso is an example of a soy product that is actually fermented, tempeh as well. And so, but again, reading the labels and making sure that they are actually containing those beneficial probiotics and stuff. Um, and then of course there's fermented beverages, right? So that a lot of people know about kombucha, <laughs> watch the sugar. You can include that. And it's like, you can even make your own kombucha too. It's not that difficult. It's kind of like tedious, I guess you can say, cause you got to wait for it. But like, if you have the counter space, it's pretty easy to make. And like, you can get pretty creative as well with the different types of teas and different things. Like we made this like lavender Earl Grey one at home once and it was actually pretty good. But like once you get it and you can make it, then of course too, you can control the amount of sugar in it. You can control the flavors um, and it's going to be a lot cheaper too. Um, And again, something super simple that you can make um, at home. And that being said, most fermented foods are pretty simple to make at home. But of course, a probiotic supplement is going to be the most beneficial. And this is where like most people can benefit from a probiotic supplement and you can don't have to get too specific with it if you're just for like daily use, just as like a supportive kind of nutrient um, or like a supportive supplement. But if you've been struggling with gut issues for many, many years, right? And it's like, it's really affecting your day to day. Like, please just reach out to a professional where it's like, we can really kind of support you with finding the right specific types of probiotics, making sure it is a higher quality product. And even with that too, like there are a lot of different strains that you can, again, get strategic with if there are certain things that you're struggling with and stuff. So again, if you do have like, probiotic supplements, there's so many out there. It's like, you really want to make sure that it is a higher quality product, which sadly won't be the cheapest, but again, it's going to be worth it. I'm especially at this initial part with just restoring and resetting things for, so for example, like if you've been doing like a lot of rounds of like antibiotics for some reason, right. And you're really struggling with poor gut health and you're like, Hey, like my gut microbiome (laughs) needs to really have a lot of support. This is where like sometimes most of the time doing a higher dose probiotic for a period of time can be helpful. And then you can transition to a lower dose. Right. And so this is where in terms of dosages, how probiotics are kind of dosed, I guess you can say, call it, I guess, um, is that you will see, right? It'll be like 5 billion CFU or 10 billion or so forth, right? And so CFU stands for colony forming units. So this in a sense is telling you how much of those bacterial cultures are in that probiotic. And so this is again, where labels and quality brands and quality products are important too, because sometimes they will have something on the label, right? But then you look at the actual 
the back, for example, and you read everything or you find out too, like you really want to find one that is like what it says is actually guaranteed. So usually it'll say something along the lines of like 10 billion, uh, like guaranteed 10 billion CFU. So this is typically kind of referring to that's how much is actually going to be guaranteed to be provided (laughs) to your gut in a sense. Because sometimes, right, like they will put it on the label but due to poor manufacturing or the type of capsule or just like the product or storage or shipping or anything like that, right? Like that doesn't necessarily mean that's the amount that's going to end up in your body and in your gut. So again, this is where third-party testing is really important, making sure it is a high quality product. And there's a lot of products out there because it has become a little bit of a buzzword, right? Everybody's like, oh, I need to include a probiotic. So it's like, read the labels, get quality products because there's a lot of garbage probiotics out there. (laughs) Just to be, just to be honest. And like a lot of people will put it on a label and it's like, you're not actually like getting anything. And so this is where people who have been struggling for for a prolonged period of time, they get these products and they're like, oh, I'm taking a probiotic. I'm taking a probiotic. And it's like, actually, you're not really doing much. Right. So It's like what's actually being provided to your body isn't quite there. So again, quality probiotic supplements. And again, if you have questions, just reach out. (laughs) I can steer you in the right direction um, and help you out with these things. So um, now number four, this is the fourth part of really kind of restoring your gut health. And so this is where, right, you can include more strategic like certain supplements and stuff specifically for helping repair the lining of the gut and really kind of restoring things to work as they should. And at the end of the day, if you are having certain foods and you're struggling with them, like there's certain foods that you have sensitivities to or that make you super bloated or you can't digest, right? The ultimate goal is to get your gut and your digestion functioning optimally. So now you can include these foods, right? And that's the big missing piece that a lot of people don't realize. Oftentimes they only go into step one or they go into step three, right? They either find out that they are there. They're like, oh, I can't eat these foods, right? These foods make me bloated. So they just cut them out and then they don't do anything else. And so they either avoid those foods for the rest of their life and they don't actually repair their gut. And then of course, too, because they're not actually addressing the root cause. Now they end up having to start avoiding more and more and more and more foods because they didn't actually fix the issue, right? They just cut certain things out that were causing problems. And it's like, we can, like, we actually want to, repair and address the root cause so that eventually, hopefully, right, we can reintroduce those foods and like certain foods aren't going to have these massive negative issues. That's the ultimate goal. Or even with the probiotic, like if you're still including a bunch of foods that are creating a lot of stress on your gut, that are creating a lot of inflammation, right? And then it's like, you're not actually kind of creating a good healthy environment for our gut microbiome, right? This is where you can take all the probiotics you want and you're still not addressing the root cause. Like you're still going to get inflammation. You're still going to get like irritation and leaky gut and all of these issues. And so again, really paying attention to those things because it's like you want to work on all these areas, not just one. Oftentimes, like if you've been struggling with things for a prolonged period of time, it's usually a combination of these. And even in terms of the specific recommendations for all these areas, right? That is going to be kind of relative to you. So like a lot of different, there's like for you specifically, there's going to be certain foods you'll need to remove, 
right? That maybe somebody else doesn't need to remove. There's going to be certain foods that are going to be more beneficial for you that you can replace, right? And include and versus somebody else, right? It's like, it might not actually pertain to them, even in terms of the re-inoculating the gut microbiome, right? Like some people, they can include just fermented foods and that can be helpful. Some people need to do a really high CFU, like dosage of probiotics or specific form. And, or some people, they can't even have fermented foods because the histamines are high, right? So it's like, there's all these different kind of variations But these at the end of the day are these key fundamental things. Now, for number four, for repair, this is where certain nutrients, and again, this is going to be relative to the person. So it's not about just taking all of these all at once and thinking that it's going to solve the problem. Again, certain things at timing and certain things may be more beneficial for you. Certain things may be less beneficial for you, but zinc can be helpful. L-glutamine, you may have heard of this amino acid. Um, it's really popular in the fitness world for like post-workout and recovery and stuff, but it's also really important for the lining of our gut. So super helpful there. Vitamin D, of course, right? can be really helpful. Different polyphenols as well, where like that, like curcumin, you may have heard, right? right? These are going to be like those antioxidants. Also omega-3 fatty acids. Um, so these are anti-inflammatory nutrients. And then of course, too, you can include certain foods like uh, marshmallow root, aloe vera can be helpful and really soothing for the gut. Now, aside from the supplementation, right? What can we do to support our digestion, especially at meals, right? So this is where like, there's certain things that you can do day to day and like super easy things that you can include if you are struggling with your digestion, right? Before doing all of these things, right? Sometimes too, like it's very simple things, like making sure that you are relaxed, you're in that like rest and digest state, your nervous system is calm. Also making sure that you're chewing your food, right? So many people scarf down their meals and then they're like, I don't know why I'm bloated. It's like, well, you just literally inhaled like a bunch of food and you didn't even give your body a chance to recognize that you're eating food, right? So eat slowly, chew your food. Also, something else that I often see in a common kind of like misconception is like avoid drinking too much fluid with your meals, right? A lot of times people will be like, sit down and then they chug a bunch of water. They chug a massive drink and then they're like, I'm so bloated. And it's like, you really, especially if you're eating like even like, especially if you're eating proteins, I see this a lot with people who have a higher protein diet. If you're eating a lot of proteins and then of course too, you're having a lot of liquid, right? You're really diluting your stomach juices. And so you're diluting not only the acidity, but also the enzymes and stuff. So this can make things a little bit more difficult to digest and break down. Um, and then of course too, just going for a walk right after your very large meals can be helpful as well. So little things, right, that you can do today, completely free solution that can often really support your digestion. Also, if you are experiencing like more like digestive issues, right? Try eating smaller meals. Sometimes too, like if we do have an underactive stomach, for example, this is where, and we have low stomach enzyme production or low stomach acidity, this is where having this massive high volume meal can be a little bit more difficult to kind of break down just because again, similar thing to the water, right? Like our stomach juices are limited, if that makes sense. Uh, and then staying mindful of fat content, protein content, don't do keto. <laughs> don't do keto if you have poor digestion because fats, again, 
were really, really slow digesting. They're more difficult to break down. Um, And so this is, again, where some people, they will eat a higher fat diet and then they just feel like things are not really moving along and they can't really break down foods, right? And they have trouble and then they have these digestive issues. Um, You can also include other supplements like digestive enzymes or even using apple cider vinegar before meals to kind of stimulate your like digestion and stuff. So these can be helpful. Also, if you are struggling with like bloating and digestion, certain things that you can do, right, to just reduce stress off your gut is focusing on like super easy to digest foods like soups and smoothies. He's also like cooking all your veggies. Um, and then of course, if you're having any legumes or grains, making sure you're soaking and or sprouting them as well to make them easier to digest. And keep in mind, stress is going to be one of the most common contributors to poor digestion. So if you have chronic gut issues and you have chronic poor digestion, like issues with your digestion, then it's like, make sure that you are also managing your stress. And this is where I said too, like, if you are having meals and you're in rushing and you're not chewing and you're in this more stressed out state, it's going to impair how you break down the, the food. So make sure you're relaxed, make sure you're calm, make sure you manage your stress because um, it can really obviously support your gut and support your digestion. And our gut is the foundation for our health. Um, it relays into everything and it literally helps us break down every food we eat into those usable nutrients so we can really fuel our body and our lives and every cell um, that we have. And so that being said, right, like when it comes to our food intake and our nutrition, this is also where actually reading ingredients is important because so many people focus only on the calories and the macros. But just because something doesn't contribute a caloric value or have macros, enough like um, macros in it in order to kind of contribute to your, your macro intake doesn't mean our body and our digestion doesn't need to process it. So there are certain foods and ingredients that can be irritating for the gut or difficult, make, diff- difficult for a digestive system, and it might not necessarily have any calories. So keep that in mind too. So this is where even a lot of those like calorie-free foods and those, what are they called? Um, Macro-friendly <laughs> Those macro-friendly foods can cause some issues and stuff. So really paying attention to the ingredients, not just the top labels, not just the nutritional values, um, because if you are struggling with gut issues, like there's so many different things that we can do to support our body better. And as I mentioned, it plays into so many different aspects of, it plays into every body system at the end of the day. And it affects so many different aspects of our life. So this is where, right? Like really pay attention to your gut health. If you're struggling, try these four R's, right? If you need help, if you need support, or if you're just like, hey, I just don't want to waste any more time. I've been struggling with this for so long and I just don't want to keep feeling like I'm spinning my tires and you want somebody to take all the guesswork out for you, then shoot me a message and I'm more than happy to help. So hopefully that was helpful. I know it was a longer conversation, but I feel like our gut (laughs) deserves a long conversation. Um, And I really wanted to go into all of these aspects. So hope it helps. Hope your gut is feeling better. And again, if you have any questions, just let me know. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. 
That's all we got for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. One thing that really helps this podcast and other women who have yet to join us is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen. Please share with anybody you think might enjoy it. And also make sure to connect with me on Instagram at Nikki Park. Until next time.